Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals you know what I noticed is like every time you come on, I'm always blown away <laughs> by your you got a different look. All, what is this? You look like you're in California now. <laughs> like, hey, man. Well, you know, I'm heading to L.A. here real soon. So I mean, maybe that was the inspiration for what it. What is yeah. this? <laughs> I, I walked into the bathroom the other morning and I chopped off 10 inches of hair. Wow. So around around there. Yeah, it was really long. And um I didn't really have any plan. I just started chopping. <laughs> just started chopping. <laughs> it looks good. Well, uh, thanks. It's my hair tends to be very forgiving. If somebody mm. else would have done like a similar thing um, with less forgiving hair, it, it, would, <laughs> it would look like a complete mess. But my hair just kind of does you know, wavy, yeah. curly things anyway. And so it's hard to tell that it's it's a bad haircut. Man, I mean, I was in San Diego at the beach recently. You look like a guy there that I saw. I was like, ah, go surfing. Like, you just nice. do. Like, <laughs> I wish, man. San Diego <laughs> just, is one of my favorite places oh, in the world. Love San Diego. Such a great place. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could just live on the beach in San, San Coronado. I could do that. Oh, good. So yeah. nice, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not the experience John Rambo's had. <laughs> like, no, no. I don't think he's Bro. ever had fun. Poor John <laughs> like, Rambo. Well, he was on the wrong part of the West Coast. You know, yeah, he was yeah. up in Washington. He <laughs> needed to get down there to La Hala, you know, yeah. these kinds of places. I, I say that wrong, don't I? Is it La, La Jolla? La Jolla. Yeah. La Jolla. Yeah. 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 I know I was saying it wrong, and but I couldn't even spell it in my brain. I was like, how do you even spell that? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, my wife called it Lajala one time. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's not it. Definitely not it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last time we were down there, my wife was um, attending a conference. At the conference, Barack Obama was speaking. Yeah. And I was not attending the conference. So I just sped around on one of those little electric scooters all day nice. long every day. And, but anyway, but we went to uh, La Jolla and we went to, um, uh, we did the kayaking thing there. Yeah. And um, so nice. she got, she got so seasick. Mm. It was mm. too bad. There was dolphins right there. There was all this stuff. I was just enjoying the heck out of everything. And poor yeah. Shannon was like, Oh, oh no, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, you, you look California ready, man. And uh, the show is taking California off, ready. Simon. You know, like 500 people download yeah. this every time it comes out. Man. Really? I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening with this show? And <laughs> like, they come back. And they people come are coming back. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like really into it. I'm like, this is crazy, actually. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I, I couldn't be happier. For you and, and the show and, and yeah. for, you know, everything you're doing, because you uh, are having so many interesting conversations. A that, lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Does does it to, to, 
it, does it count when you just stream it? Like, is that counting for just because I just stream the show? I don't download anything. Yeah, yeah, streaming too. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, it's like a certain like if they just like listen to a little bit of it or stream it, like that counts. So yeah, uh, gotcha. That's a download apparently. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was just only counting like people who no actually download. <laughs> Because I never think about it, really, because I'm just like, oh, we're just talking, you know, and then I was I switched platforms to this red circle. I was like, oh, this seems like a new different thing. And yeah. it was it's a more accurate represent, representation of numbers. And I'm looking at our podcast. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> like a lot of people are listening to this. man. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I would I would never listen to me. <laughs> We know I mean, about your whole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything, but listen, if anybody's out there listening right now, whoever's out there listening right now, I mean, you know, skip to the next episode or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, Simon hates himself and he doesn't want to listen to himself. There's a theme happening. Oh, yeah. 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 Alternate Simon somewhere, get ready for the rumble. <laughs> <laughs> The pacifist beatdown. <laughs> it's just gonna be like a a, a beatdown of um, uh, uh, passive aggressive comments. That's what it will be. <laughs> I can get with that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Oh. Red's really not your color, is it? E no. Other Eli. Other yeah. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it, is, it really isn't. It. It. it no. Yeah. I. I can't wear red. <laughs> okay. Wear red. <laughs> yeah. I, There's I was, some red in there. I, was, I see it. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if I wear just like a red shirt, then you yeah. really see how, um, how like pale white translucent. <laughs> blotchy i am you know i mean there's just certain colors that people shouldn't wear yeah. you know I, I mean you have such a nice skin tone you can probably just wear anything and it doesn't it's true. matter yeah it's true yeah but but for me i mean you know uh, uh my like scandinavian german yeah. british heritage all combined yeah. to say no just wear gray <laughs> wear gray gray is good for you don't yeah stick with gray well you're just like <laughs> you just skipped the boutique viking phase that you're in and now you're just like i need a collage of all your looks i just need it's a just video so, just all the time yeah just like just play it through foot photo collage for you <laughs> hmm. yeah. yeah it's changing it, it, well you know evolve or die that's that's and, and i don't this isn't even an evolution i don't know what this is it's just, <laughs> I get bored real fast. I okay. get bored with myself really fast. Interesting. And I think, you know what? It's just popped into my head. It was uh, my kids saw this video. It just like popped up on Facebook, you know, your memories from, you know, whatever, yeah. how long ago. And there was some like workout video from like, uh, I don't know, three years ago. And I basically kind of had the same haircut, believe it or not that I, that I was sporting, you know, a week ago, it was slightly different, but it's basically the same. And they're like, dad, you, your hair hasn't changed. I was like, well, yes, it has. And I was that I, I didn't march in right away, but that must've been like the subconscious thing, just marching in like, I'll show them whose hair yeah. has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, this, this will crack you up actually. So I'm in the shower right after cutting my hair and my kids want to talk to me my two youngest rainbow and Phineas 
who aren't very young, by the way, they're, um, you know, 12 and 13. Yeah. Respectively. And anyway, they just come into the, into the bathroom. Like, dad, we're going to ride our bikes over here whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I said, Hey, rainbow, look at the, the counter next to my sink. And there's just a big pile of hair. And she's like, dad, did you cut your hair? <laughs> and I was like, uh, doy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, then the next thing I hear is Phineas. He says, dad, your hair is so soft. Can I keep it? Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. My son. <laughs> it's like, get out of here. You little freak. <laughs> <laughs> Producing freaks over here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hold on. I'm going to trim my toenails here. I'll give you those too. Oh God. <laughs> disturbing over here man i don't know what happens over there but keep it to yourself all right? <laughs> i mean you have five kids one of them's bound to be a freak you, you know, know what's funny i was talking to somebody about this i'm like if you have like let's say you have 10 kids there's a high high odds that one of them's gonna be crazy probably like oh yeah like, like yeah just numbers game man yeah i mean that's what you're playing with you know i mean it, you know all the time and we feel so lucky because all of our kids are just so great. I mean, yeah, they're all different. They all have, you know, different strengths and weaknesses, you know, different kinds of issues that they, they, they each personally deal with and things like that. But, you know, I was just talking to, to my 18 year old Moses about this on the phone last night. We were actually talking about the, the high concept of how much we think God is or is not involved in everything. Mm. And I was saying, you know, Moses, I kind of equate that to genetics where, you know, um, if I thought God was involved in everything, then I'd have to blame him for every genetic defect that ever occurs Yeah, because he's involved. And I've heard that kind of idea from uh, certain religious friends of mine who have who've, who've said, you know, uh, they, they've actually, we're talking about this in, in an anti-abortion stance. Uh, and they were saying there's so many miracles that have to happen for birth to occur that God has to be involved. And I was just like, eh. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know, we don't have to get it, go down that road, but, but, but basically what I was telling my son last night, it was just like, you know, I believe in the randomness of the universe. And I think yeah. when we are, it's important to give thanks to God if you're a religious person, or it's just right. important to be grateful in any scenario, religious or yeah. non-religious. It's important to have that gratitude. And I, I was telling Moses in our scenario, whether you direct that gratitude toward God or toward just the universe or toward your, your fellow human being, you need to be grateful that you were born kind of perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're healthy, you're strong, and you have a, you were born into a family that has a wonderful support system around it. You're never going to have to worry about being homeless or destitute yeah. or things like that. You're never going to have to worry, you know, in your lifetime, uh, will you be taken care of? Because you were born into a time and place and a family in which you will be. Other people can't claim that. So ask yourself the question, 
does God play favorites? Does God favor mm. you over somebody who wasn't born into that scenario, who didn't enjoy such an, an amazing genetics, you know, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. And so and that was just my kind of way of explaining to him. I, I think God left us to our own devices. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you actually on a lot. I'm with you, but I think a lot of, you know, it's funny. I was telling somebody this has a wraparound point, but I was telling someone about our segment we do every two weeks. And the first they thought it was hilarious because we're reviewing movies. They're like, really? Like, 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 it's actually popular. Okay. (laughs) 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 But I said, we have a lot of religious conversations. And I said, which is interesting, but but we're like not trying. It just kind of like happens, you know, like, yeah. But I think we have a very similar viewpoint about this of that. Like last time we were talking, we were, ta- we were reviewing Demolition Man. And of course, we got into religion still at the same time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And we yeah. were talking about, you know, respecting other religious <clears throat> pathways and, you know, taking different philosophies from it. And like we I think we're very similar. We respect it and we're like, oh, there's a lot of good out there with that, too. Yeah. But a lot of people, are, they're very like narrow with it. Like, yes. It's in every single aspect, every single thing you do. And I'm just like the same way. I'm like, eh, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> I'm like, it's you not know, determining it, football games, guys. Uh, it's like, yeah. You know, at what weird. point, like, you know, if I'm going to thank God for everything, I also have to blame God for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, uh, you, you know, in, in order to keep a healthy relationship, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am just accepting that the cause and effect of humanity is our own and we take responsibility for right. ourselves. <clears throat> yes. And that doesn't mean you're not grateful for the world you live in. That doesn't mean you're not grateful for the life you have or anything like yeah. that. It just means that you take responsibility for it. You yeah. you you take ownership of it. And sometimes that kind of either means, you know, you know, I was also talking to Moses about this, you know, I, I, I said, you know, I think there's a, a, a deeper meaning to Jesus telling everybody to that, that the way to worship God is to love your fellow human being. And that's the way that you show your, your love and devotion to God is by your love and devotion for your, your neighbor. Right. And, and I think there's, there's a depth to that, that says that, the God of the infinite universe doesn't have the ego we think he does mm. or, or she or they, Yeah, that they don't need to be constantly worshiped and sung to and praised and all these things. Really what they want us to do is just be a good person yeah. and be a good neighbor. I and was if saying we this, did okay. that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're, why we're distilling this down. It's very simple, but it's also humans make it very complicated. You know, or in this, yeah. I'm curious what you think about this. I've been, I've been, I don't know why I didn't think to ask you this for a while ago, but yeah, I have a lot of guests on my show and a lot of people who I have a lot of spirituality, but their spirituality is mainly kind of in the universe has provided this for me type of mm-hmm. spirituality. And I always ask when somebody says that to me, what does that mean? Like, is the universe sentient? Is it Good like, question. like, what is that? Because if, 
where they say, oh, it manifests, the universe manifested for me. And I just go right in. I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, yeah, but you don't believe in God, but you believe the universe is alive or is it like I'm just trying to understand what do you make of that? Uh, I, I make that that people imagine whatever they want to want to imagine. <laughs> it just doesn't make Does a lot make of sense, sense to me. Like it just. I mean, you, you know, this will offend many people who are either religious or, or just spiritual who believe that what you're saying that yeah. the universe manifests. And I'm not saying I have the right answer and I'm just proving them. This is just my opinion yeah. that we all have amazing imaginations. Yeah. And we can imagine, and it is our want to personify things. So the personification of an animal, your pet, you, you, you treat them more human than they yeah. should be treated. You know, like a dog is a dog and trying to treat a dog like a human is a huge mistake, right. you know? And so, and I just say that to say, trying to act like the universe has a human, has human qualities to it is very egotistical on our part. To say, oh, the, the universe is manifesting this to me. Well, now we've made the universe, what you think the universe thinks you're important, huh? Right. You really think that? <laughs> you, you really think? Yeah. I and that's just it. kind of my thing with God and everything. The God of the infinite universe, and I always use something that's really, you know, there, there are certain Christian religions out there that, that, that put a lot of emphasis on how you dress, how you cut or don't cut your hair, right. the makeup you wear, how many earrings a person should or should not have. And, and I always shrug my shoulders. Like, so you're saying the God of the infinite universe, the God who created everything that is seen and unseen gives a crap about your fashion choices. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous when you say it, right? <laughs> you know, so that, that that's just another way of me saying, I just don't think God cares yeah. about most of the things we care about. And I think we just imagine so much of this junk, this yeah. mumbo jumbo yeah. that we just put on ourselves. There's been a lot of talk recently, and I've seen a lot of great posts. One just, just this morning, somebody said something like, maybe we should stop trying to imagine what a bunch of white slave owners thought our country should be, you know, 250 years ago yeah and start just thinking about what's good for people today yeah <laughs> right so true i think about that all the time when we're talking about religious texts we're talking about all this stuff yeah. we, oh this is what god said this is what god is. but how does that help you today and i always go back to jesus uh and his disciples going into the field and getting some food to eat and people saying they're breaking the sabbath the sabbath was made for man and not for the man for the sabbath it's like anything in our life it should either it should serve our our well-being and if it doesn't get rid of it right and i don't care if it has to do with government spirituality religion and if it does help i'm fine with it if you believing the universe manifested something to you and it's doing you good and it's doing no one else harm embrace it right love it adore it go for it it's when you start telling me 
you know, that somebody's going to hell because they drink or smoke sure. or, or, or they, they wear their hair the way you don't think they should, or, or they're Hindu and you're Christian. Yeah. Right. Gosh, I mean, if God really wanted everybody to be Christian, then he's just a really lousy, he's, <laughs> he's bad at it. God's bad at missionary work. <laughs> he's terrible at it right right because most people in the history of the world have never heard of jesus all right i just like people to explain stuff to me that's all i'm saying like <laughs> it's fine if you believe like you manifest you know i just want to know like what does that mean like i'm a big operational definition person i'm like that's okay yeah. just like and so i corner I, I cornered one of my guests one time not in a bad way i just was like what does this mean and they were telling me, I said, so you're, so you're saying like the universe gave you this job? Like you had this and, you know, you could see the wheels spinning. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, I applied for I'm like, that's all I'm saying. Like, isn't there like action also? Or is it just like, yes, I sat here and had like essentially what is the prosperity gospel? Like if I just believe I'll be wealthy, I'll be wealthy and stuff. I'll just have everything I want if I believe it. The universe mm -hmm. tells me. I'm going to be filthy rich. It must be happening. You know, like. And then well, Jesus said, it's like easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into heaven. So good luck with that in your Have fun. prosperity gospel. Yeah. It just this seems like it's very <laughs> like know? wishful thinking. You know, it's like, yeah, like there's no action required, like no batteries included. Like you yeah. just, you know, just I just thought about it. <laughs> what was what was the book that was super popular like 10 or 15 years ago? It was like. You, where, it where it's secret? all about will. Yeah, it's like you <laughs> like, will things what a to bunch happen. Of bullshit. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's that idea of like manifesting, right? Yeah. I never read the book. I just, you know, heard the precepts, you know, secondhand. So um But it's like that. It's like, but what about the people who do who are just wonderful humans and they they grow up in the in the hood and the projects and yeah. they work so hard and nothing happens. Yeah. But did they not believe enough? Did they just wish to be wealthy? And no, that's not life. That's not no. life. No, <laughs> like, it's, it's not life. But, you know, we live in a very privileged society. Right. Or, or a lot of us do. Yes. To where if you want to look like a princess on your wedding day, you can. You know, you might go into some debt for it or whatever. Yeah. Or, or your parents <laughs> might. But you know what I mean? But this idea that, you know, we should all be royalty. Yeah. And we go about it in the wrong ways. Manifesting wealth, prosperity, yeah. these kinds of things, instead of manifesting inner, true inner happiness. Yeah. You ever watch the show on Netflix, Somebody Feed Phil? No. It's Phil Rosenthal. He's he's the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, okay. He's a he's a wonderfully funny, weird guy, but it's a beautiful show. They've got like five seasons, and it's a it's a food show, and he just goes around the world. Uh, you know, it's going it's a travel food show. He goes around, yeah. you know, experiencing different cuisines and stuff. Anyway, I'll, in the latest season, I just watched the the episode about Finland last night, and he, he talked mentioned you know a few times throughout the episode how they are ranked to be just the happiest people right in the world and they talk about their concern with the environment 
they're con- and and what they are doing about it, how they have the most fresh water, you know, the the forests and all these kind of things, like kind of per capita of everywhere, anywhere else in the world. And anyway, Phil comes to this conclusion by the end that, you know, their happiness isn't always like this, you know, running around silly kind of external happiness, but it's an inner happiness of doing the right thing. And I just wonder how much of that is just like, how about instead of manifesting outwardly into the world, you know, what we want to get from the world, we start manifesting what we want to do for the world. That's the real right. Christian approach, right? Right. And I feel like that's the Finnish approach. <laughs> that's right. And that's why they're probably the happiest people around because they are just trying to take care of each other and the world they, li- they live in. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a very much a Nordic approach. And a lot of those countries are always ranked in the top 10 happy, happiest places, you know. And, and but- it's, it's a wonder because I, mean, I grew up in Alaska. I know what winter is like right. in a right. place like Finland. <laughs> yeah. Seasonal depression is a real thing. So for a place like that, so far north, that cold and that dark for such a long period of time in the winter to be ranked amongst the happiest people in the world, they're doing something really right. Right. You know, (laughs) and and I think you kind of hinted at it right there. Part of that Nordic experience is learning how to survive. Yeah. It's not live like living in Washington or Oregon where, you know, Mediterranean climates that are so easy to live in. Yeah. I, I think of like Northern California is like probably as far as weather wise, probably the easiest place on earth to live in, you know, but you don't have to think much about survival of like, Oh, if I stay outside too long, I'm going to (laughs) die. No, you don't think about that. No, (laughs) no. So, I mean, you're constantly thinking about the outdoors, you know, how your environment affects you, how you affect your environment, how, you know, things that are happening. I'm not saying everybody's like that everywhere in Alaska and Finland and things like that, but I'm saying that when maybe there is a part of that survival and making sure that your neighbor is surviving, you know, a power outage in the dead of winter in Fairbanks, Alaska, when it's 40 below zero is a different story from a power outage here in in florence alabama for me right. you know it's a completely different thing <laughs> yeah there's a huge survival difference <laughs> yeah. so anyway yeah. boy how about rambo huh <laughs> how about rambo how about john rambo which actually i find like i love those movies by the way i'm like a massive fan and i've rewatched all of them all of them many times <laughs> so i have not seen the the, the latest one Oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah, it's pretty no. gruesome, actually. It's like a lot of decapitation and blood. Like, it's yeah, I pretty... heard it was. Actually, I didn't even watch the one before that. Oh, what? Yeah, that one was that one was even worse with the I feel like they just gotten away. The last couple ones got away from like, you know, with Vietnam, the story and coming back yeah. and the soldiers. It was just like killing machine status, <laughs> you know, like. You know, I, and that's what it kind of felt like to me. And that's why I wasn't really interested in yeah. it, uh, in them, because it felt like expendables. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty where much. It was just machismo violence for the sake of it, like celebrating it. Yeah. 
and I'm not here to take a stand on that, but I'm just saying, uh, as I get older, that appeals to me less and less. <laughs> well, Simon wants dialogue. He yeah. wants dialogue. <laughs> yeah, we know this was Simon. He wants yeah. talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me. I don't know. I've been watching Ted Lasso lately. Yeah. Have, have you seen that? I haven't show? been watching it. No. It's just joy. Yeah. And that's how I would describe that show. You don't watch that show for the plot. Yeah. Don't watch that show for, you know, I mean, you know, super deep life lessons and things yeah. like that. They're they're in there. There's a reason it's so popular. There's a reason it was nominated for right. something like 20 Emmys or something like that. But the reason that I've been watching it is because it's just a joyful show. Yeah. Rambo is not like, joyful. The last. No, book. no. Rambo is not joyful. And no. that's what But I he's always is... trying to find peace They're, They do try to keep that thread like Rambo's always trying to find peace in himself and avoid the conflict. But he always gets pulled into it. They just keep pulling me back in. And then he, did, he decapitates <laughs> and, you know, shanks a bunch of guys. And <laughs> it's like it's this war within him, you know, you know, at some point when you can't escape violence. Maybe the problem is you. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> right. They never address that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, he keeps getting asked to go on these missions. He's a killing machine. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, Sylvester Sloan has dealt with that in a lot of different ways in, in, in quite a few of his different films. I mean, we talked about Rocky Four not that long ago. The director's right. cut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's a couple of times in that movie specifically where they talk about, you know, this is who I am, Adrian. This is who I am. You know, we're, we're warriors, you know. That's right. <laughs> and it's like, no, you're a prize fighter. You fight for money. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of a weird thing to like yeah. when you actually step back away from the movie and you step back away from the emotion of the moment of what they are, what Sylvester Stallone wants you to feel. It's yeah. like, wait a minute, you fight for money. Yeah. And if there was no money involved, you wouldn't fight. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, how heroic do you want me to think you are yeah. that you punch somebody in the face for money? And <laughs> I love sports, so I'm not sure. trying to downgrade boxing or anything like that. I'm just trying to say like, when you when you try to tell me oh, I'm a fighter, this is who I am, and blah blah blah. <laughs> I'm just like, no, you're a guy who makes a lot of money punching yeah. somebody in the face. Right. <laughs> yeah. You would definitely not be doing this if there was no real money behind no, it. No, no, something passion else would be gone. Yeah, the passion's all all gone. Yeah, which happens with no a lot money. of guys. Like when they make a lot of money, the motivation starts going down real hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I made it. I mean, what did uh, what Marvin Hagler said? It's it's hard to train when you're waking up in uh, silk pajamas, you know, like and, you know, the <laughs> yeah. motivation just kind of goes out the door, man. Yeah. 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 And um, I think one of the movies that best deals with that is that movie Warrior. We've brought that movie. Yeah. Before with yeah. The two brothers. And there's a there's a, a firm motivation and it's not an obnoxious amount of money that's going to like save you know it's gonna like yeah. make them obnoxiously rich you know after taxes you know like, what are they gonna get away with like 500 grand and right. maybe they'll be able to save their house at that point you know what i mean right right so there's just like uh but there's a real down-to-earth motivation for this there isn't just like 
oh, I have to fight because of, uh, that's who I am. <laughs> it's like, no, he's a teacher yeah. who's, who's pretty good at fighting. And he thinks he has a chance at being able to, you know, get this financial gain to save his house and all this stuff. And there you have it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. then the other brother who's wanting to make sure that the family of his fallen comrade, you know, uh, gets that money, you know? Yeah. And, and so we have real motivation, not just, I'm a fighter. That's who I am. That's <laughs> such what a I good, do. such that's a good I... impression. <laughs> like, well, I feel like you've been working on that. <laughs> Seriously. My whole life. My yeah. whole life has been me in front of the mirror. Shadow boxing. Yep. Yeah. What's your Schwarzenegger like? <laughs> California. It's something like this. The governor of California will be back. You know, that's pretty good too. <laughs> You see what the thing with Rambo, though, is like like first blood, especially it's like a real issue, you know, like it's like right on the cusp of that time frame after Vietnam soldiers. He's a drifter, basically. That's why that's a classic movie. It's so good because it's like it feels real, you know, if it feels real because it feels like um, this could have happened. Yeah, that's right. And I know it kind of gets maybe a little blown out of proportion when, you know, they're bringing in like the National Guard and they bring yeah, in all the, all uh, the I mean, may, maybe it's a little blown out of proportion at, at that point. But up until that point, everything that happens in the movie feels like this could have happened. Yeah. You know, and the John Rambo character at this point, he's, he's good, you know, but he's not like Marvel superhero no. good you know no. what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> Where right. he's just like untouchable by the by the common man it's like no i mean he's still struggling to do everything yeah you know when he leaps from a cliff and onto <laughs> a tree he gets hurt real bad right you know yeah it's not like and 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 injuries have consequences, unlike That's in right. future Rambo movies where injuries don't really have a lot of consequences. You no, know what I mean, it's like, no. well, I've been shot through the side, but I'll just burn it <laughs> and great. I'm not going to go into shock and I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm my not favorite gonna, parts, <laughs> and, but I'm not going to like, you know. It, it, this is not going to hinder my activities. No, like it no. would a normal person. I'm no. still going to be able to go and fight. I'm going to have a big old fight scene with some other guys. And this thing is like my wound isn't going to reopen. I'm no, not going to even no. like, you know, it's no. not. Gonna... <laughs> he took care of it, Simon. <laughs> he was in the cave. He took when care you, of it. When you burn the skin, the inner muscle tissue and the inner <laughs> organs heal themselves. That's what happens. He became like a superhero over time. He's legendary, <laughs> Simon. How can't you get this? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens when you get a lot more ripped. Right. You know, once you get ripped like he did, I mean, he got he was, really he was, ripped. He was he was a muscular guy in the in in the first movie, First Blood. But then for First Blood Part Two, I mean, he's out of control, ripped out of so control. At that, at that point, at that point, you don't even have to aim your gun anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> the just... best part, Simon, is when he gets on the plane and he's like, he's like, and it's like, and my watch is my daughter. She loves these movies. She's like. Oh my God, he's over the top, Jack, Daddy. He's loaded, yeah. ripped. Look at him. <laughs> like he is, he's ripped, man. It always makes me think of that um, scene in, uh, um, oh gosh, 
the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He goes to Mars. Oh, Total Recall. Total yeah. Recall. When he's using the jackhammer at the beginning. <laughs> yes. And you're supposed we're supposed to believe that this dude is just a construction <laughs> work. He's just doing road construction. And he got he's not in the and, gym at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, 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 and I mean, he seems to think that this is true too. You know, he's like, yeah. I got I, this is what I did to get so muscular. You know, this is I did no I did no steroids or anything. I just held this jackhammer and now my biceps are bigger than your skull. You know, I mean get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Quaid. And and I love the juxtaposition of of the guy who's his fake friend who's also working yeah. the construction site. And that's they're right. different body types. Way different. Like, that's a, that's the real construction worker. They all and look Arnold like janitors so- in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and Arnold's is over there fooling himself, thinking this is this is who I am. You know? <laughs> this is me. I've always been ripped. <laughs> you just gotta suspend reality. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, he's and then like in Rambo, like the segment when he like can't get out of the chute coming out of the plane, he's yeah. just getting whipped into the plane. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be dead, man. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, there, there's just, you know, there's a lot of that in, in especially older movies. And there's a lot of it in newer movies, too, yeah. where, where people are just like heroes are just like getting like hit in the head and stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, come on, man. <laughs> I feel like audiences today are just smarter than that. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of takes all of us. I mean, I know it does for me. It takes me right out of the movie. Yeah. When I see somebody receive a blow that would kill them yeah. instantly and they just get back up. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm right. okay. It's like, I no, saw somebody not. get hit with a shovel in the face in a movie recently. And I was like, that person could yeah. be dead from that one hit, but magically they're up fighting and punching. How is that possible? You know, if it's a if it's a comedy, if it's a slapstick <laughs> yeah. comedy, if it's three stooges, yeah. I'm okay with it, you know. But when you're wanting me to think that this is like an intense fight and this is like a CIA yeah. operative and stuff like that, it's like I'm sorry, bones don't work like that. <laughs> don't don't work like that. Yeah. They break. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a compound fracture from that. Uh, height. <laughs> like, and especially when people are unconscious for long amounts of time, it's oh like, man. you know, it, I love it in movies and stuff when they're like unconscious multiple times in the movie or yeah. something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I always used to laugh about, I, I always loved the Rockford files, the old yeah, TV yeah, show. Yeah. But in those old TV shows, you know, when they go to the apartment or something to go investigate something, there's always that guy, the hood waiting behind the door and, you know, they knock him over the, the yeah. head or, or, or uh, you know, they're, 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 apparently in Hollywood, there's a place right on the shoulder where it meets the neck, where if you just give somebody a nice karate chop, <laughs> they're unconscious for an hour. You yeah, know what I mean, that's right. <laughs> It's like the Vulcan thing that Spock yeah. does. Boom, you're out then. It's just. No. So, but I always laugh at these shows. I was like, man, that guy at Rockford, he's just got to have the most concussions of anyone <laughs> in the history of the planet. He's concussed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> now, to that show's credit, he actually sustains a lot of injuries. And yeah. I love it. That there's certain, like, I, I love a show like that. Like, he sucker punched somebody. I remember in one episode and he's like, dang it. And he did it again. And he realizes he broke his hand. Right. You know, so it has a real, 
you know, uh, punching somebody in the face is a real thing. You know, right. and I feel like in these movies where people are just getting punched in the face oh. over and over and over again, <laughs> for one thing, I mean, the person getting punched in the face can't withstand that. For another thing, a person's hands actually can't withstand punching somebody in the face over right. and over like that because the skull is tougher than the, the little bones of the hands. You're just breaking your hands. Boxers, boxers break their hands. Exactly. exactly. They break their hands with gloves <laughs> exactly. and like thick gloves. Yeah. <laughs> like so, you know, you just see these people just wailing on somebody like that. It's <laughs> like, um, your hands are broken. Your <laughs> yeah. hands are broken. And, you know, Simon, don't play that. He sees it and like enough, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> enough here. <Yeah. laughs> I want realism. How about some talking? That's real. <laughs> you know, like I say, I love, you know, such as a Jackie Chan movie. Like you, you give me that kung fu comedy and you give me all this amazing choreography yeah and i'm and i'm just in it and i'm fine and and a lot of jaggy chan's philosophy was to do nonviolent violence right so instead of these like heavy blows where somebody's just getting you know their teeth knocked out and everything it's it's almost like a lot of light touches you know yeah, it hurts right. but you're okay you yeah. know what i mean and and so anyway, there's a, but even in a lot of Jackie Chan movies, they do get pretty violent sometimes. Sure. And, but, but I just, you know, I can appreciate that kind of creativity and yeah. that kind of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, make-believe because yeah. there's a comedic <laughs> element to right. it. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and there's a wow factor to it. When you watch Jackie Chan's choreography, Yeah. you're too amazed to think about, you know, did he hurt his hand or something? You are, you are. <laughs> yeah. Like, Simon, you you're just a more evolved outtakes. person than me. I think you're more yeah. evolved than me in this yeah. area of life. You're like thinking <laughs> about this and you're like, oh, this is not. I sometimes think about it. I have like this sickness where I'm like, I get really thrown into like the dark utopia, dystopian thing. Ah. Like when it's bad, I, I really like it. I don't know what it is, yeah. man. Like if it's a Blade Runner or something, I'm like really into it, you know? Yeah. There's something I'm a very lighthearted person, fun. But man, yeah. I, I, I like my movies fairly dark. <laughs> I don't know what it is. man. Like you talked about joy. I'm not that into joy in movies. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, though. Like I like a movie like Coda. I loved it. I thought it was mm -hmm. good, but I much, I'd much rather see like chaos in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> some scientific experiment yeah. went wrong and like it released the, the T virus or something. Oh, wait a minute. That happened. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been watching Resident Evil on Netflix, the series. Oh, really? And it's like not that great, but it's also great at the same time. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I, I've tried to watch one of those movies and I was like, well, if this is a sample of what these movies have to offer, <laughs> then I guess I'm out. There's something about the apocalypse that's weirdly appealing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can get down with all that. You know, I think that's the appeal of the original, like the first two Terminator movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, after you get past two of them, yeah, the, I the idea of the apocalypse starts to lose its sway for me. I'm just like, well, you've already saved the world a couple of times. <laughs> I think we're good. Come on. I think we're good. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I always think that in these movie series, uh, that's my biggest beef with the Marvel 
universe. Yeah. I was like, how many times can you save the universe? Like in a, <laughs> a lot in, apparently. In a, in a month. You know what <laughs> in I mean? A month. <laughs> because sometimes these movies are coming out the same month. You know what I mean? How much conflict can there be on a planetary scale? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so um just in the last uh like week and a half or something um we watched the latest some of my kids have already seen it but i hadn't seen them yet so we watched the latest spider-man movie mm -hmm. which was the multiverse stuff oh, happening yeah. yeah right and then that leads right into the doctor strange movie so like a week after that we watched the doctor strange movie and once again it's like i mean in both of those movies you have multi-dimensional conflict on a scale that could destroy everything <laughs> and i'm just like it's not interesting after it really is a while <laughs> no. you know i stopped watching it yeah um and I, and I just always feel like just bring it back down i was talking to my kids about it and i and i was asking them do you guys think it would be more or less interesting for Dr. Strange to be more like a Fox Mulder? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Where his movie doesn't have to save the whole doggone universe, but there can be a mystical mystery that needs solved and it can yeah. be very localized. It doesn't have to involve planet earth. No, it can just be, you know, small town washington state you know sure. what i mean that's yeah. that's why i love the x-files you know they do so the whole good. alien you know yeah. subplot you know or overarching you know plot and everything um and that's eh, sometimes interesting sometimes not but i love you know mostly just you know the one-off stuff that's yeah. all just very localized it's not about saving it's normally just about saving a single person yeah you know, or, or maybe a few people, but, and usually the mystery isn't solved. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they never get anywhere with it. Yeah. But Fox Mulder is brilliant and he has like these grand, you know, ideas and he thinks outside the box and he uses some amazing intuition, you know, that he, that he seems to yeah. possess. And they go with it. And I was just thinking how much more interesting would Dr. Strange be if that's what he was doing, but more on a, like, you know, a mystical, magical, yeah kind of scale and it would just be um i don't know and anyway I, I was i was a little bit surprised but not too surprised that my kids all agreed they're like yeah that would be way better <laughs> yeah well i think you're hitting on something <clears throat> maybe it's the same as what i but like i'd like to see a superhero movie where like the person struggled with it dramatically like it was i yeah. think legion tried to pull that off on some level um, but like, do they like these person goes from an origin story, maybe of not being a superhero and then they get a power and then all of a sudden they're so good at it. They're just so good at yeah. being a superhero. Yeah. Like I'd like to see it where it's just like, they were really struggling with it. Like it was just yeah. like, they're really, really bad. At this it. is like, they're bad at like really bad, but they're like, there's so many consequences to what they do. You know, like they're just yeah. no, no uniform or anything, just like they really have a hard time dealing with it because it would be like losing your I think it would be like you'd be so different. You'd be so and in a world where like it, other people didn't exist that had it like you were just like the only one. And yeah. you were such a freak to other people 
But, you know, like that would be so interesting to me. You know, in a weird way, we've come full circle back to first blood. Right. 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 I mean, is it that Rambo? Is it At the right? end of the movie, his heartbreaking speech. Yes. You know, I was in charge of multi-million dollar, yeah. you know, weapons of destruction. And now I can't get a job selling used cars. Yeah. So his yeah. skill set isn't useful to him yeah. outside of killing, outside of war. Yeah. So what do you do with somebody like that? Yeah. And I think that's an interesting concept, what you're talking about. What do you do with a superhero who's not, maybe they have these abilities, but how does that really help you in real life? Right. And I think that's actually the popularity of Spider-Man. Right. Spider-Man at its core tries to deal with that. Yeah. Unfortunately, in these Marvel movies, they, you know, Spider-Man is having to like save the world while he's <laughs> yeah. dealing with it. You know what I mean? And, and I yeah. just feel like, okay, instead of that, because the calling card of Spider-Man is what? Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And that yeah. would just be so much more interesting to me. Yeah. If Spider-Man were dealing with local problems on a local level and that his powers oftentimes were more of a hindrance than a help. Yeah. I feel like they'd be more realistic. Like if you lived in a world where nobody had use for it and they were like, well, we don't really need this. Like, but mm. you have this incredible power and you just struggled with it all the time. Like, I feel like that would just be, well, as I think about it, like if the reality had hit that you or I had a super, like this crazy power set, but no one else really did and the world didn't care about us, what the hell would you be doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, just flying around for no reason. I mean, like, what was, you know, it's like, oh, the, anyways, <laughs> no. That I think is uh, also a bit of the core concept of Superman. Yeah. Lex Luthor hates Superman. Why? Because Superman can do all of this right. stuff. And Lex Luthor is, you know, jealous and he wants the powers of God because right. he feels like he's the superior being and superman just by being born kryptonian has right. these powers so there's a storyline i'm not i don't know if you're familiar with it called uh all-star superman mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it deals with that that struggle between uh superman and lex luthor and it's just a wonderful wonderful way and i'm gonna spoil it okay sorry spoiler. people i'm spoiling right? <laughs> spoiler so if you don't want to know what happens in all-star superman skip like a minute or two. Um, but toward the end, Lex Luthor does get to have the powers of Superman. But Superman in a in a very clever way is able to um make it so he doesn't have them very long. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But I'm trying not to spoil too much. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But in that moment where Lex Luthor loses those powers, he's like what have you done? I saw everything. I could have fixed everything. So in that moment, Lex Luthor saw the world through Superman's eyes and he saw how he could make in his mind, everything better. He could right. just fix the world. And Superman's response to him, he said, if that really interested you, you would have done it already. Mm. Exactly. I, I just, 
what a powerful moment. Powerful. You know, that, that, such great writing in that yes. all-star Superman series. If, if you're a, even remotely a comic book fan and you haven't read all-star Superman, go read the whole thing because it's a very complex storyline. It goes through a lot of things. And to me, it's the ultimate Superman story. It's why Superman is interesting. Right. It's the storyline of all-star Superman. And for me, that's so much of like these Marvel movies and things like that, where it's just like, they're constantly reacting to things, but I just feel like, I don't know if they really wanted to have helped, they would have done it on a much more grounded level. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Like if Dr. Strange really wanted to be a help to humanity, you know, he'd be helping on just a, but just a ground level way. You know what I mean? And I would just love to see that more out of these movies. And I know Kevin Feige watches this, listens to this podcast. Of course. I know Kevin, come on. Maybe more like the Punisher. Okay. A little more like that. More realistic. (laughs) Guy gets beat up all the time, but you know, he's, I don't know. A lot of heartache and pain. (laughs) You know, they try not to make these movies so dark. This, This is my thing is, you know, like when like Man of Steel, a lot of people hated it because they're like, oh, Superman kills Zod. He's not a killer. I'm yeah. like, but but also like the reality is Superman probably is going to kill some people. And re- I mean, he probably killed a lot of people inadvertently because yeah. wasn't it wouldn't that be what happened if you had that level of power? Like yes. and they try to do that in Batman versus Superman, the fallout of yeah. the fighting. It just wasn't very good. <laughs> you no, know? It was like, just- these are the things where it's like some of the ideas are there and yes. I heard somebody talking about this. And I, I thought the way they talked about it was a very interesting way. They said there's, there's a concept in, in writing, especially script writing that's called first idea. Mm. The first idea is never the idea you should go with. Mm. Does that make sense? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like, but he feels, but he was saying that most of these movies feel like they're going with the first idea. Mm. And that's what, and I totally agreed with that. Yeah. Because what's happening is that you want these characters to get to a certain point. And so you have to force them to get there. Yeah. Like you want Superman to have to kill Zod. So you have to force this scenario. Yeah. Where it's like, but there were maybe a thousand options. That you could have taken other than what they took, but they want you to believe that there was no other option because they were, they want you to just like be in the writer's room where they had that first idea and they just went with it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. It's an unfortunate thing in so many of these movies. And, and I feel like a lot of these directors and writers don't know what to do with superpowered beings. I agree. Yeah. Because they keep trying to force these scenarios. But in most of these scenarios that these superpowered beings are forced into, it feels like they're forgetting about their superpowers. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. It I makes mean, a lot of sense. In order for Batman v Superman, for that movie to exist, you have to forget that Superman has powers sometimes. I agree, right? You're like, okay, you have to, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you just have to forget that Superman is as fast as the flash can hear everything can mm-hmm. see through everything. So, I mean, you know, when Batman shoots him with the kryptonite shotgun blast, it's like, well, Superman could have seen, well, he would have seen it coming. He would have seen it. Yeah. He would have <laughs> seen through the gun. He would have seen what's happening. He would have seen it. He, 
Superman doesn't have to breathe. He flies in outer space. Right. For that, for that kryptonite shotgun work, they show him breathing it in. I you know. know. It's, it's like, so weird. It's just so dumb. It's so dumb. I can't stand so it. <laughs> I've only watched that movie one time. Me too. I couldn't take it after that. And I, I still like, remember all this crap because it was so ingrained in my head <laughs> how stupid it was. Okay, Sorry Simon. I sound angry, but Simon's, I Simon's just... okay. We're going to stop here. Simon's worked yeah. up. <laughs> like, this is why the show <laughs> was now... Foam over here. The show was now every two weeks because we have to accommodate Simon's anger. <laughs> I just can't stand this stupid Superman writing. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Simon, you the man. Always fun, man. I never know where this goes, but it's pretty good, man. Pretty good. I think we mentioned Rambo for like two minutes. Of yeah, this we'll talk episode. about it next time. Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> Simon, you the man. Until next time, man. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right.